From the front line. It's not going to work, man. From the tailgates. Representing KGYR and its stakeholders. We are the Forum for the Fan. The Bleed Blue Show. Flying solo. Here's your host, Steve. Steve, what, what it is? Nick Avenue Fan Forum 2022 NBA Draft Show. What up, Chris? How you doing, man? Uh, oh, man. This has been uh, quite a vacation for us, hasn't this been? <laughs> uh, a little hiatus. Um, well, deserved a hiatus. Hi- Matter of fact, got, got, got another one in two weeks, so we're going to full week off. I can't wait for that one. But, yeah, let's talk about these mm-hmm. prospects here on the Nick Avenue Fan Forum. Um, mm-hmm. I don't like the draft, mm-hmm. to be quite honest with you, but we'll get into that and compare notes. Um, I had, did you I say actually you had, like or you like? I do not like. Do not. Okay. I don't know about We'll it. get into that. Yeah, yeah. But um, I, I just think um, how, I always, how I do college sports, I watch it mm-hmm. throughout the year, but this time, the, the college basketball this time around, I didn't, between, I say January and February, I was kind of on and off with it. But it picked up around tournament time, and a lot of these guys right. you I saw in conference cha- conference tournaments and uh, the NCAA tournament. So you you know it's kind of like yeah. their audition. So we'll, mm-hmm. we'll talk about that. But let's also let's also get into the fact that before we even get to that, I want to get your thoughts on the NBA, uh, the finals with the Warriors because we haven't talked NBA. What are your thoughts on? Right. Uh, the champions, the Golden State Warriors, winning it again. We'll get Dominic on, get Av on, and, and what's your thoughts on that? Uh, you want my thoughts now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get it right now, and then we'll get him on. Oh, cause, okay, I'm sorry. Um, I got to tell you, Steve, uh, I was quite bored with it. Um, I didn't think either one – look, some people might look at this glass as half glass as half full. Like, hey, this was a class of the, the best, two best teams in the NBA, the two best defenses, on and on and on. I was quite bored with it, and part of my frustration wasn't even about the court. You know, um, what's happening with programming between you know the 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 mouse and the three letter head ABC and the whole nine yards. You know, when they stretch these things out the way they did including having an entire weekend between the, I think that was between the second and third game where there was no NBA at all, that kind of frustrates the, the average, well, probably the average and the more uh, devoted fan like me, okay? That was really a little, that was calculated that way. I guess they wanted to do it to milk more and more fans as much as they could, but actually it ended up being the lowest rated, one of the lowest rated finals ever because it got pretty stagnant, Matt. As far as on the court, um, look, big ups to Steph Curry, okay? He did what he was supposed to do. He had a lot of detractors, including myself, that said, hey, man, every time you get to the finals, you fold or something happens. And this time without any Kyrie in front of him, (laughs) but with with Marcus Smart in front of him, he he actually, you know, he showed up and uh, he performed, especially in the last two games, in his his most uh, charismatic way. He came off. He got respect. I like I like that about him. Um, I'm just kind of tired of the Warriors. I guess that's just a personal thing. Uh, probably a little bit of an unnecessary thing to say, but listen, it's all gotten too tired to me with them. But congratulations to them anyway, man. The Celtics. This was a learning experience, a humbling experience, man. Uh, 
Tatum, uh, actually, it looked like the last two games that he the lights were too big. It just looks like the lights were – okay, now I'm here. This is the Bill Russell, Larry Bird, um, Paul Pierce um, um, load that I have to carry here. Yes, the lights got too big. Maybe he'll learn from this because, you know, we got to remember, speaking of Bird and, and Jordan, you know, some, some, some future Hall of Famers and superstars, they don't get off to a great start in the playoffs. <laughs> you know what I mean? For instance, Bird had the 76s and um, – well, Jordan had the Celtics, I believe it was, you know, and so you have to you have to go through the motions before you get there. And he's young yet; he'll get it. He'll get there one day, but this wasn't his time. And I hope this caused him to have a little bit more of a, um, I don't know, uh, more realization that that team sports means team sports. What you were getting away with through the preseason and, and early in the season doesn't translate here because you were on a bigger stage. So he had what appeared to be great games, yeah. But watch it. Take a closer look. He was always in foul trouble. He was often confused um, when it came to offensive sets. And it showed. And I think that rubbed off on the rest of the team. So, you know, little thoughts like that is what I noticed, because it, they were, the games were just too spaced apart, Steve. That's all I'm saying. So maybe next year they'll get it right. I don't know. I can understand that. Let's get Dom on. Dominic, what's up, man? Uh, we haven't talked hoops in a minute. Uh, give us your thoughts on the uh, what you saw in the 2022 NBA Finals, uh, the Warriors winning it, man. What's up, man? Welcome back. Hey, what good up, evening, sir? guys. Good evening. What up, Godfather? To, to Godfather, <laughs> if the NBA Finals weren't so unwatched last year, this would have just fell in line because guess what? This one outdid last year by 22%, and it was still the lowest-rated one since 1998. That being said, I hate wow. to say this, you can't have it both ways with Jason Tatum. You know, if you was named first-team All-NBA, that means you was one of the five best players in the league this year. Exactly. When it comes to his age and his inexperience, let's remember, Boston has been to the conference finals three times. They may not have gotten to the promised land, but they've been to the conference finals three times. Correct. With basically the same makeup. I think what hurt Boston is what hurt them earlier in the year until Marcus Smart got in the coach's ear and said, okay, enough of this, you shoot, I shoot, you shoot, I shoot. That's where they turned it around. If you all remember correctly, when Marcus Smart made that comment, the Celtics were under the Knicks. They turned yep. it around. They started moving the ball. They started playing better defense. And then somehow, some way, they get to the finals, and they went back to what the coach told them not to do. And to his discredit, he didn't stop it. So, you know, did yeah. the better team win? Yeah. Both of them were good teams, don't get me wrong. But I think Boston right. sort of blew a golden opportunity because they went away with what they did to what got them there. And that was kind of amazing to me. And – to think about the, the ratings, if it wasn't for that 1997, think about this, guys. Not, only one game in this NBA Finals was decided by 10 points or less. Just one. Mm-hmm. That's it. Right. So if you're a basketball fanatic, and I watched when I could, but if you're a basketball fanatic, you had to be a little, mm, you know, you had Golden State score 14 points and 11 points in two fourth quarters. If that was watchable to you, I guess you was a Celtic fan. That was, you know, power to you. But all in all, yeah. I, I think it was a, a a kind of boring 
series to watch. And I think what's really weird is you take the two teams we had last year, Phoenix and Milwaukee, and I think that was the more entertaining, though the ratings weren't as good. I think that was a more entertaining series than this one. But that's yes, just me, guys. No, 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 I walk with you. I, 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 that's absolutely, absolutely great thoughts, bro. Oh, man, that's – hey, I'm, I'm totally with you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, no, I mean, that was – that's just, you know, that's why you are who you are. Mr. DP, you know, because, hey, man, you, wise eyes know. I mean, it wasn't an interesting series. It was an interesting matchup with mm-hmm. some interesting players. But it wasn't an interesting series to watch. There is nothing really quite, unless you are a diehard Warriors fan, this is not going to go in your book of, oh, remember the most memorable series, man, when it was with Celtics and the Warriors? Nah, this ain't going down like that, man. This and is, this last thing, guys, I, I think I think what really set it up for me, Godfather, I don't think I ever seen a series like, I think it was Miami and Philly. I'd mm-hmm. never seen a series go seven games, and every game was damn near a blowout. Every team was down by yeah. 25 points, 22 right, points, and that right. carried right over yep. to the finals. Yep. That yep. carried right over to the finals. So, I'm sorry, Steve. I agree oh, with you. Good. Nick- I agree with yeah. you. Yeah. Nick Parker Avid, our source for the streets for the Knicks. Uh, what were your oh. thoughts, man? Welcome back to your platform. And, um, you know, what was your thoughts on the NBA Finals uh, with the Warriors winning it all, man? Welcome back, Chief. Well, it's so nice to be – it is so nice to be finally back on the on, on the fan forum. Um, I got a lot of things to say. Um, first of all, I, I, I know this is in the rink, but a round of applause – for the New York Rangers for what they were able to accomplish considering where they were broadcasted at and where they ended up. They took the Tampa Bay Lightning, the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions, to six games. And quite frankly, I think they, they, you know, they got robbed in a couple of those games. But that's neither here nor there. Um, man, I, I cried when they, when they finally got eliminated. So, so that's, how, that's how invested they were. So now you compare that, you compare what the NHL has been doing and what mm-hmm. the NBA playoffs, the NBA playoffs, what they were doing. And even though, yes, mm-hmm. the NBA is a more popular league than the NHL, hockey's creeping up, but, in, but in, in terms of popularity, in terms of ratings, in terms of revenue generating, the NBA just has the stars, it has, the, the, you know, the recognition, and, you know, it just has the following. But can I say that this playoffs, this, these, this postseason was, was sleepable. Like, I could sleep yes, through, through most of it and, and, and still know what was going to end up happening. There was, like, like, very little, very little to no surprise or upset in any, in any scenario. And, you know, and then once Brooklyn got eliminated, of course, I was happy. So now I'm like, Cool. What else is there? Like, you know, who, who do I follow now? And if you're a Warriors fan, congratulations. You won, your, you, 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 you won another NBA title against, I'm sorry to say this, but if you're a Celtics fan, nobody. I mean, Tatum and Brown, really? I mean, I'm not taking anything away from them or the Boston Celtics because, you know, they did clear, you know, openly and clearly – 
win the Eastern Conference, Christ's sake, can you com- compare them, compare the playoffs in the NBA and compare them to the entertainment value and the competitive nature of the NHL playoffs, and it seems like it's becoming a running trend for me. I, I, don't know, I, I don't know, Steve, I think you could probably agree with me a little bit, but it's like the third or fourth year in a row where the NHL is the more entertaining or, or the more, there's more value in the games and the matchups on, in hockey than there are in basketball. And I understand that, you know, that, that, you know, this is something that's been, you know, this, in discussions of collective bargaining because they want more parity and they want, you know, more teams in it, more fans invested because, you know, they're trying to go more global than they already are. But in, in all honesty, I mean, did, if you missed a game in the NBA Finals, did you really miss anything? No. <laughs> I mean, game one. I mean, game one of the finals, when when Boston took that first game, that was kind of exciting. And then what happened? That's it. <clears throat> That's it. It, 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 it was – it fell flat. The ratings showed it. it, it, it you know, it, it's a 24% drop, I think it was, as being reported, in terms of viewership and everything. And then, of course – Sports radio goes nuts and saying, well, it would be different if the Lakers were in it or if the Knicks were in it or if this team was in it or this market was involved. And I just say to to that is that, well, you guys wanted more parity. It doesn't doesn't seem to be be happening the way that the NBA and the the collective bargaining is actually happening because – it's still the same same situation. You still got teams beating super teams or or, be, or or beating players, individuals, brands, and and that seems to be the biggest problem, though. Mm-hmm. I and, agree, man. But, and, and, and and you know what? That that's kind of the that's kind of what bothers me about the whole thing. That's why you know basketball has been losing interest. People are starting to turn away because it's becoming too predictable. Dom just mentioned it. How many lopsided games have, were there in this playoffs? I mean, were there any, you know, was there any comp- competition? I mean, yeah, there was some series here and there, you know, where it was a little bit more competitive. They, went to, they go to seven games. The, the games are decided within, within 15 points or less. But those are few and far between. And that's something that the NBA really needs to address because – if you're if you're worried about people tuning in, it's and 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 they're changing the channel to watch baseball or watch, you know, um, hockey or, or or anything else is on you know that's on cable these days. They're gonna you know, here's the first thing you have to address: the fans in, in the building are dead. Why? Because. The game's already decided. Why am I getting excited for? Oh, he hit another three. Yay. Five seconds later, he hits another one. So, you know, where's the, where's the magic? Where's the, you know, the fan experience? And I think that's where the NBA really needs to start focusing, especially starting into next season and so forth, because, I mean, come on, you're going to – you signed that big $20 billion freaking contract with, you know, with Disney – you know, and, T- and Turner to, you know, to, you know, to broadcast your games. Eventually, you're going to lose that. Because if people are starting right. to turn the channel, you got a problem. 
Um, right. I, 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 I mean, I, I think we, I, I think that you know, before we start talking about the Knicks and you know the poss- you know, the possibilities of Knicks up tomorrow night and and everything, I, I I would just like to say as a Knicks fan, a devoted Knicks fan, a Knicks follower, a, 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 I call I consider myself a diehard. I really hate Knicks fans. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm, I'm, right. I'm one of those guys. I, I cannot stand the social media Knicks fan who has propositioned every single freaking contracted Knicks player and even some of the uncontracted ones and proposed trades and proposed well, ideas and proposed draft prospects. And pro- that's a- this is how it works. Uh, if you are a Knicks fan and the Knicks is your only team or primary, your primary team, your all season is usually going to be long. See, this platform is kind of designed where we talk about multiple teams, multiple sports, so we're always going to have something to talk about day in and day out. But if you're only vested right. into one team, that's just how it is for any team. It's like that for the Giants. It's going to be like that for the Yankees. It's going to be like that for any team if, you, if that's your one team where – you're you're making and you're 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 playing GM every day. You're trying to propose team. I mean, propose trades and overthink this, overthink but, that. So that's but, just the nature but, 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 of that's just the over that's just the but, nature of how fans are in 2022, man. You're absolutely right, but it's still bothersome that the, the, you know that I've I've heard every single trade scenario that you could possibly think of. Whether on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, I've heard it in the barbershops. I've heard it on the street. I've heard it in the subway. I've heard it everywhere. And good God, how many people actually really do not like Julius Randle? Because they were willing to trade him for a box of cookies at this point. Oh God! Uh, I've heard, <laughs> I've heard so many different ideas. So, so supposedly he's getting traded tomorrow at draft night, and we're going to trade him uh, the eleventh pick. And we're gonna to try to move up to, to 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 trade with Sacramento and get the floor so we can go after Ivy or something like that. It's this is this is madness. I rather just talk about the Kyrie situation because I think it's freaking hilarious. I'm I, I'm laughing my sick head off, you know, just watching that whole drama unfold. Now that Brooklyn and Kyrie seem to be at a what was the word an impact, and I would like to see. I'd like to hear your guys' thoughts. I know it's been talked to death over on Talk Radio, but, you know, really quick, I want to know, Steve, what's your thoughts, Chris, Dom, what are your thoughts on this? And should the Knicks even touch this shit? Because I know that, 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 that oh, their name is always well, me, the first one to pop I'll, up, I'll, but go ahead. I'll be, I'll be real quick because, I'm, because I want to get into the prospects. Let me say this. Congratulations to the Warriors. I agree with you, Av, as far as – and you too, uh, uh, Chris, as far as the series being kind of – it's either a blowout one way or the other. Game one was probably the most interesting game of the the games. Uh, I thought Boston kind of dropped the ball when they let the Warriors win on their home court. But nonetheless, I thought Wiggins was a complimentary piece that played pretty well, and and that was a good pickup for them. And I think that helped, you know, catapult them. They, they, that four-guard office that they run, um, it, it worked out. And kudos to that, that trio. Uh, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Stephen Curry, um, you know, doing it again, man. I mean, that's kind of what sports is about, persevering. And they went through a lot of trials. And they remember and Clay got hurt in the, in the Raptors finals. Uh, he went through a whole bunch. He didn't come back for like two seasons. But, you know, they didn't even face a game seven. They went through Denver, Dallas. Who was the other team? 
Memphis. Memphis. Yeah. So um, that's a that's a hell of, that's a good run for them, man. Kudos to them. I'm gonna be honest, Ab. I don't really follow sports talk radio like that. So to be quite honest with you, I really don't know what you're talking about. But if you're talking about Kyrie contract situation, do it, should the Knicks touch it? I and here's the thing. I like Kyrie and how. Oh, I respect him individually. You know, doing what he does as far as not going with the status quo and and all that. And I and I know that he's been kind of compared to Andrew Wiggins because of what happened with the uh, the vaccination situation. However, should the Knicks go after him? That's a hell no. Even with that said, because he's too unpredictable. Uh, I'll let Chris and, and Dom get on some of that. But uh, Chris, if you want to touch on that, feel free. But I want to look at the prospects as well. For, for tomorrow, or for okay. when people listen today, listen. Um, the Knicks pick at eleven. I'm just looking at the prospects of who I actually like. We know about uh, Cheryl from Duke. I mean, that's that's just the top pick. Uh, guys later in yeah. the draft, I think the Knicks will actually find a home for Matherin from Arizona. I mean, I mean for really need. Well, well, I mean, who else right. is out there that I I can? I mean, I don't know anywhere in this. Everybody else who who would fit would probably be gone by then. And then if you look at the Knicks at number forty-two, right. I mean, there's some guys down at the bottom of the draft I actually do like that oh, could I, be available. I, I, yeah, but yeah, well, but I mean, if you look at the, as far as talent, I, I'm not big on the talent this year. I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, Sasharin from Baylor, yeah. I actually think he's okay. Uh, Terry, his running mate in Arizona, is okay. Um, the cats, uh, you know, your boys from uh, Ohio State, uh, Lydell. I thought he would have been last year. But anyway, he, he's. A, well, what are yeah. your thoughts on he these prospects? Because it's, it's kind of top heavy, but the top heavy cats are not really franchise players to me. They're kind of like role players. Uh, I, the guys at the bottom of the draft, I think they'll be okay if they compete spots and stuff like that for the lineup. But what are your thoughts? And also, you know, Ab had the point or uh, the question about you know Kyrie should, he, should the Knicks touch it. Actually, no, but what are your thoughts? Uh, I'll, I'll be quick. I'll be quick because I'm really interested in what Dom thinks. <laughs> so, 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 so here we go. Um, okay. Um, I'm going to give you two two scenarios. I, I'm going to tell you who the Knicks need because 11 is kind of, unless they move up, 11 is kind of tricky anyway. And right, who right. I would prefer. Okay. I think at number 11, and I've heard, you know, I've, I've done this. I'll get into that in a minute. There's a guy um, out of Duke, Mark Williams. He's a center. He's about 7 yeah. 240. He, um, him, and another cat named Jalen Duran out of Memphis, who Anthony Hardaway uh, coached last year a little bit or tried to before they snatched his ass off the court for eligibility yeah. situations. Those are the only two cat that I can see that would be a good fit in this weak-ass draft, okay? Um, they are the only two true centers, two true centers. You know, I think um, Williams has a little bit more of a uh, more of a uh, uh, upside because, you know, he's reliable. He has, he's, he's a defensive presence. He's got that big size. He's, he's got that wingspan that's monstrous. And he'd be a great upgrade if Mitchell Robinson stays. I don't know about the free agency situation right now, but he'd be a he'd be a fantastic pairing with him in the middle for us at the five. I think that would be great. Him or Durham would be good. What I don't yeah. want is these these um our front office who will friggin' Kentucky mad and pick Ty Ty Washington and nobody like that. That would piss <laughs> me the hell off. 
Okay, <laughs> that would that would upset me badly. It re- it really would because no nah, man, he he's not ready for prime time here. But I'm gonna tell you who I would prefer. Okay, this is just me, and I'm just throwing something out here. This young brother Johnny Davis out from from Wisconsin. He. Mm-hmm. Is definitely a New York Knickerbocker all the way up and down. I thought about that. Okay. I thought about it. Let me ask you something. Let me ask he, you something he about that. Really, really is. He's got but a nice mid range. Do you think that the Knicks yeah. have enough of that already? Kind of with it's kind of a logjam with. Uh, I thought do. about that. So they do, but you that. know what? This, this, well, yeah, but but here's the thing. Here's the thing, Steve. I've been I've been saying this all year. Actually, the last three years. Um, who's our leader on this team? Where's the leadership coming from? Who's our true point guard? Don't quickly is a backup man. He's not a number one. Okay, who's who's what? What is our our makeup? Okay, we gotta somehow, some way get this team, give this team an identity. We can't have these guys going in and out like they like they came out of the subway with us. Okay, and you gotta start somewhere. And I say somebody like Johnny Davis who has. A, a Clyde Frazier kind of uh, um, persona, um, somebody who's who has a nice mid-range j- jump jumper, and 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 he he's developed really quickly in college over two years. I mean, sensationally against the top competition, and he has all these other upsides too. I think he's our guy. I really do, but I don't see him going there because somehow I'm, it's not so much that he'll be. He won't be unavailable, but I just see our front office doing something friggin' weird at that position. Okay, I just think they're gonna do something weird, like get Ty Ty Washington because he's from Kentucky, you know, who cannot he can't play defense. He's a knockdown shooter, but we have knockdown shooters. We've got these people on the team that we can we we can work with and and keep on developing his Knicks. But I don't know. Um, my I, I I the logical choice again in closing. Mark Williams, I'd love for them to get Johnny Davis, and I just leave it right there, and I don't know who's who's going to be down at 43 by then, bro. But uh, I got to <laughs> tell you one last thing, and, and I'm going to segue this to, to, to Dom because I'm really interested in what he has to say. Let me tell you something, and I don't want to make you all feel young, but I have, since, my, since I have my composition book way back in the sixth grade, no, third, no, fourth grade, <laughs> I've been playing with this draft every year since then. Okay, and this is the very first year that I have not seen where I've seen the draft without a pure point guard in it. A pure right, no hybrid, right. no cats that are, are. There are no pure high um um point guards here. There are guys that can handle the ball a little bit. There's guys that can lead the break a bit, but I'm talking pure floor generals. I don't see one in anywhere, anywhere. And I think that's really. Wise. I agree. But, but I, 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 I digress. I, I, I lateral it over to, um, at Donato DP himself. All right, cool. To, 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 to Godfather's point, that's why I think the Knicks should just trade the pick, and try to parlay it into something else, probably a point guard somehow, some way in God's green earth, because. I looked at it, and guess who's the first name I came up with for the day? The one one godfather came up with, Johnny Davis. But then I looked, and I said, okay, he's a small forward, or let's say uh, a a tall two. But we got those, unless 
the Knicks decide to put Fournier where he belongs. Because Johnny Davis is one of the – I ain't going to say better because, Steve, you know how I am. I look at the conference you play in. Mm-hmm. You know, again, he played for Wisconsin. If he was doing what he did in the ACC, okay. You know, maybe I'm ACC colorblind. But even that being said, he does one thing that a lot of Knicks can't do. He creates his own shot. But here we go with the log jam. What do you do? And the other two names that uh, Godfather came up with, here we go again. If you pick a center and you sign Robinson, then you have Sims. Who's got to go? The Knicks are in a very peculiar situation. Because I look at the Knicks like this, guys, and forgive me for saying it. The Knicks have two starters on their team right now. R.J. Barrett and Julius Randle. That's it. They have two starters on their squad right now. I will say a half of Mitchell Robinson because he may have one foot in the door, one foot out the door. But when it's all said and done, the Knicks have two starters right now. So if you're going to go into the draft and get another, and let's keep it real, guys, let's be honest, an 11th pick is not going to be a game changer. He's not going to be a game changer. He's not going to be a franchise-changing player. We haven't got one of those in the draft since Patrick Ewing. You know, I don't want to go back that far. But they're not really available, especially this year. I'm not saying the draft is weak. You hit the nail on the head, Steve. It's top-heavy. After pick four, maybe five, everything's a roll of the dice. It's all a roll of the dice. And to y'all's point, if I'm not mistaken, I always go by CBS's mock draft. Forgive me for saying that because they've always been the most accurate with me following it. They got Williams, Ty Ty, whatever his last name is. I think it's Washington. Excuse me. Ty Ty Washington. Yeah, point guard going at 16. At 16. Now, some will say Jaden Ivey is a point guard, but he's not listed as a point guard. He's listed mm-hmm. as a shooting right. guard, which makes me yeah, think to what Nickabaka have said that a lot of Nick fans are just play, you know, straight up retarded. Because <laughs> you're going to try to try, trade the farm, and Sacramento, who, unlike us, has a point guard and can use Ivy as a shooting guard, why would they do that? Why? And we've got to stop thinking our assets are that valuable, even though we're accumulating them like hotcakes. We've accumulated all these assets, guys, but we didn't accumulate a point guard. That's weird in itself, but, hey, that's a story for another day. To, to, the, to, the, to the finals and the Kyrie Irving thing, here's another thing that annoys me about the bizarro Nick fans. Nick fans always cry about the salary cap. We haven't gone over the salary cap in years. Last year we had to sign the kid from Spain to meet the max salary the NBA gives you, not the salary cap. There's the cap, there's a min, and then there's over. But here's the trick. Right. The Golden State Warriors set a record. They was $138,606 into the luxury tax, and they won a chip. Last year, the Milwaukee Bucks, a small market team, was $92 million into the salary cap. So for Nick fans to say, oh, we can't, and we're the third richest franchise, let's keep it real. Mm-hmm. Milwaukee spent 92 mid-market, low-market, whatever. They ain't in the top ten. So if you're afraid to spend the money, then keep accumulating these draft picks because the more we accumulate them, the more we get stuck with them because if you're an 11th pick, guys, I don't think your value is that great. Maybe that's me. If you're a top four or five pick, maybe we expect a little more from you. But we keep getting these mid-first-round picks, and we just accumulated an AAU team. Because half of the guys we're getting are one and done. 
So how much playing time are they going to get? It's just becoming very redundant, man. With, with the Kyrie Irving thing, Steve, I'm like you. I would buy or beware. But that's Kyrie Irving. I, I will give him his kudos. He stood his ground. And if they part ways, think about this guy. Somebody's going to sign him. And somebody yeah. may go over the salary cap to sign him. Some team might get to the playoffs with him. So, you know, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. I think he would be a good fit with the Knicks because guess what? much as we don't like them, the Knicks was last in two things last year, field goal attempts and pace. He's definitely going to give you some pace. I'm not saying go get him, guys. I'm just saying he wouldn't be that bad of a fit. Yes, his availability and his earth is flat and every issue is bigger than his game. Yeah. Bottom line, I wouldn't take him, but it wouldn't kill us. So, that's all I got to say. The draft is weak, guys. By the time we draft at 11, mm-hmm. if we get a Johnny Davis, that might not be that bad. But, again, we got so many like items on this team. Right. Where does he fit in? You know, I think Cam well, Reddish is going to have to go. Right. Well, who do you move? See, that's the thing I, I was saying to Chris, uh, Dom. Like, we have, what, Grimes, RJ, Fournier, is a line jam already for minutes at that position. He's a if, two. If, That's exactly right. If you, could get, if you could get, yeah, if you could get Johnny Davis, and you could move Grimes, uh, maybe even Obi Toppin, and you could get a point guard. Guys, I've been saying this for a while. You can say what you want. Low risk, damn near good reward, low contract, still rookie deal. Kevin Porter Jr. in Houston. He's going to die in Houston. They ain't going nowhere. He got his head together. He averaged 16 and 8 last year, and he's a point guard. You can say what you want. Yes, he has some stumbling blocks when he was younger, which he's still young, but we all have. But you could get him on the low because I said this to people earlier in the year. If the Knicks should have went out to him at the trade deadline because you could have got him for a dollar on the donut because guess what? That's what Cleveland gave. Cleveland only got mm-hmm. a penny for him when they traded him. So, and you're getting a good draft pick. At the trade deadline, we already knew Houston was getting a good draft pick. So you didn't have to give them the stars, the moon, and the sky. Again, just a point guard like that, you have him for two years. That gives you time to get your head out your ass. And young players, growing with young players, I don't know, guys. It's just been an elephant in the room for so long. And then just fast forward all this and to shut me up, all of that, and there's not a draft. There's not a point card we could draft. So, <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what they do with that situation. They got to trade for one guy, trade for one, right. or go out and sign for one. Exactly, Nick Baca. What's your thoughts, man, on on these prospects, man, um, and what do you think the Knicks should do with their pick or mortgage or whatever? I, I I'm a firm believer. I'm, I'm with Dom. They should have, they should trade this pick. I don't think that um, there's anybody in there that's gonna that's gonna fill a necessary hole. In the, you know, it's not gonna. I don't I don't see where you're gonna get the point guard. I don't see where, you know, if Mitchell leaves, you know, do we really need another center? If you're, if you're still trying to groom these other guys, you're just adding more to the long jam. And plus, you know, the the, the floor spacing. If Randall's still here, you know, how does that all work? Because, and, and, and so I always look at it as, as, as if 
I'm picking the best available. And for me, Ty Ty Washington isn't it. Um, he's cool and all. He's, he's not a bad player, you know. But I don't. I, I just don't see it. I, I don't see one another six four freshman guard, one and done from Kentucky is going to bring to the table that that isn't already there. You already got McBride. You got Grimes. You got you, you, you know. You're, you're starting to butterfly again. Uh, R.J. Barrett's a butterfly. You, you have Evan Fournier for the time being, you know, because his contract is somewhat movable. You got Alec Burks. What do you do? I mean, unless you're trading the pick and moving back, you're packaging him up with Robinson, Randall, and then you're trying to move up. There's really nothing. There's really nothing there. Like, quite honestly, I, like, I don't think we need another forward. We don't need another center. So what do we need? A shooting guard? And if you're going shooting guard, there's a couple of good ones out there. There's, um, there's Oche Abaji from Kansas. I like him. Nice knockdown shooter. Runs up and down the court. Guy's a, as a, you know, the guy has a great motor. If you're going center, Jadad Duran, sure. Um, I don't know, dude. To be honest with you, I, I mean, there's not a whole lot. Jalen Williams, maybe? I mean, what do you do? Honestly, the best thing for the Knicks to do is to trade that pick. Either to, you know, to still pick in this year's draft, you know, just so that you have something coming in. Or, to, or, or unless you're really going to shoot for the moon and you're going to, you know, you're, you're talking to Sacramento and you're, and you're going for number four. Because the top three picks aren't going to move with, the fourth one might. Or, you know, continue to talk to Portland, see if you just move up to seven. Who the hell knows? Because, you know, you know, these mock drafts, you know, they, they always have the top three slotted already in, but you never know. You know, you never know on draft night. You don't know if. Leon Rose is, you know, since he's still, you know, he, he, he was an agent, he probably has some inside track on, on a guy or, 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 you know, to talking to his agent, he probably knows, you know, what's going on. But I agree with Dom. We need to either trade for one or sign a point guard. And I know that that, that, that Brunson deal that everyone keeps on talking about is interesting. And I know now that with the Kyrie situation, you don't want to touch it, but at this point, Vegas can't be choosers, and the Knicks are not choosers. They're, not, they're, they're, they're just plain not. They, you know, at this point, they'd be lucky if you know, to get someone of, of anyone remotely close to Kyrie's caliber. Don't get it twisted. I don't want the guy here. You know, let him let him go wherever he needs to do, and, 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 and you know, let him go to San Antonio or Minnesota or wherever the hell it is, but or even stay in Brooklyn. But the fact of the matter is. The Knicks are trying, are still trying to build something, and it, it, it looks like you know they might have some traction, you know, with guys like Obi and RJ and Grimes and McBride, and whether you decided you know what to do with Julius Randle and Mitchell Robinson and all and, and, and all your other question marks. There's really no need to you know to to, to worry about. What you're going to draft at at eleven when you can either trade up to go to you know to seven or four, or fall back and, tra- and, and, and and just you know get some assets on the way in. 
I mean, there's got there's got to be a trade in there somewhere that that can be made since we didn't make any during the trading deadline, which you know we still harp on. Got to do something now, and I don't see drafting at eleven, you know, really helping us out. I mean, it, I might be surprised. We might we, we we might be all talking out of our ass and and, and you know they pick somebody that's actually worth a value, but how often does that happen for the Knicks? Not very often. And so, you know, this draft, yeah, I'll, I'll watch this as the Knicks pick. Then I'll turn to the channel. And then I'll just wait the free agency. Yeah, this I'm will with be you guys, a, man. Go ahead, Chris. No, I was just going to say, this will be a definitive telltale sign of what kind of front office we actually have. There you number go. 11 pick. If, if we stand, stand by, then I think we have a weak front office, bro. I'm just letting you know that right now. Just to sit there, we, we can't be satisfied with 11 and 43 and not make any kind of inquiry, not make any kind of blockbuster situation. And I'm not saying that because I'm well-known for not liking Julius Randle. I'm saying that just because we got to do – we have to improve the, the, the situation on this team, you know. You know, Don hit, hit it on 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 a, on a, on a, um, a little while ago when he was talking about the ratings. You know what? It's all become redundant now, you know, the Warriors and Boston or whoever. Look, I would love to see the New York Knicks back in the limelight, okay? Let's at least get to the conference finals. Let's go to the second round. Make it interesting. Make the fan interest, make the make the player interest somewhat heightened, man. And the way to do that is you have to be creative with this roster, and you have to build a team of winning, uh, with a winning strategy. And <laughs> you're not going to do it by sitting at 11 and 43, dude. And if they do do that, then we'll expect, just like the groundhog would be, you know, expecting more more days of winter, expect us to be in the cold a lot longer, years perhaps, if nothing happens right here. And yet, and, and it's just not here. It's from here on. It's more trade. There's going to be more trade deadlines. There's going to be more preseason situations. There's going to be more drafts. And something has to happen. They need to start right here. That's all I'm going to say about that. I, I, I think this is bad luck, man. I, I, I mean, to your point, Chris, this is the first time I could ever remember where a draft didn't have a pure facilitator. That's exactly what the Knicks need. And yep. is this, this draft, if you're a team that need, I mean, this, there's several teams in the top 20 that can use these tweeners, these two, these, uh, these two slash threes. Oh, this is the draft for you. But the Knicks kind of are actually okay at that position. There's everywhere else where, the point guard, obviously, like Nickabaka has been harping on, uh, we we probably have to adjust that at free agency, honestly, or do some sort of trade. Uh, yeah, the Knicks are, right. I, I just, the, 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 unless they go to package a deal as far as get a guard and make a deal with another team about that, like they did with Charlotte last year, I I don't see it, man. And, but, Chris, I like their backup plan as far as going with the big man because we saw the Noel, New Orleans Noel being hurt all, for a lot of those games last year. You saw what you got out of the Sims, so I'm cool with that. Uh, uh, Sims and uh, Mitch, you know, whoever knows his uh, his contract situation, but, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, this this draft is, to me, is just a logjam of two – the two slash three, and this this actually says more to me about the state of college basketball for one year. Like, what are we yeah. doing? Where 
Like you're like I'm not so like let's look at the pro- from a prospect perspective. I did not like what I saw out of Jaden Ivy uh, in that game versus St. Peter's in Philadelphia. Uh, yeah. Like what is what what who is saying that he's top ten the way he he did he did he kind of fizzled out at the last in the last year. I mean somebody's gonna take a chance on him. I don't see it. Um, AJ Griffin okay, uh, do decent season, but a lot of these dudes to me is they're projects. Just be flat out with you. Um, we could go to Dominic and get his thoughts, Chris, or Chris, if you have anything you want to ask Dominic, because I mean, I, when you guys say Johnny Davis, I don't even think he's going to make it to the Knicks anyway. I think somebody like Washington or the Spurs are going to probably sit in on him, or even New Orleans because they got the Lakers pick. So. I don't, I don't know where we go, man. This, I'm really kind of stumped on this. They just gonna have to figure it out. <laughs> you ain't lying. <laughs> and here, here's the scary thing to what you said, Steve. Because of, I hate to say this, man. Cause I don't want to take nothing away from these kids, but because the draft is so weak, in yes. all reality. The one through four would be a six through ten in in a, in a decent draft. So right. we're putting stock in these guys because the stock has dropped so far with these guys. Again, you're talking one and done. You're talking eighteen, nineteen year old projects. So who's the best eighteen, nineteen year old project in this draft? Okay, <laughs> we'll take him the projected number one pick. I will yeah. tell you who would be a sleeper and I don't think he would fall that far, is that Sharp kid. He's like a Johnny Davis, except more athletic. And he played at a better conference. So he, I don't think he's going to fall that far. But, again, it's every, every spot available, guys, from 1 to 11. If you look at any projections, any mock draft, all of those guys from 1 to 11, especially at 11, is like items that we have. And you know what? Right. I, I, I got to take what Godfather said even higher, like on steroids. I have no faith in this front office. I don't. Because when they botched it, think about this, guys. They blew the Halliburton deal twice. They blew the yes, Halliburton deal at the draft, yes, and then they, they blew it at the trade deadline. Yes, how, did. how did that happen? The Indiana Pacers had a yard sale, and they walked away with yep. a better team than the Knicks. How do you yep. do that? How do you do the math in your head with that? Because I'm not, I'm not looking at, oh, they got this guy at this pick, this guy. That, that's the scouts. The scouts are out there busting their ass, looking at these young players. Did we catch lightning in a bottle with a couple of them? Eh, probably. And, again, Obi Toppin, nothing against him. Obi Toppin had his one and only good year in college basketball during the COVID season. So, we, I, only me, guys, I can't tell everybody how to feel, but I look at everything that happened during the COVID year as a blank. It's, it's just a blank to me. Like, whatever you accomplished, God bless you, but it was a little tainted. Every pick we have gotten, guys, via the scouts, has been decent. They're good role players, maybe good ships, but they're not game-changing players, and that's on Leon Rose. Right. Because – Again, guys, I just can't get past that. I think me and Steve have had this conversation. I just can't get past the Halliburton thing. But then you threw dirt in my face twice. 
You didn't draft them. You drafted a player in a position that we had a player, and you passed on the point guard. Then he was a, he got traded, guys. He got traded with all the assets we have because Sacramento took a flyer on Sabonis because in 18 months he could sit back and say, you know what, I'm not signing here. So now that means they lost mm-hmm. Halliburton and Sabonis. Yep. And I understand why Sacramento did it. They want to put their eggs in Fox's basket. I, I get that. Don't get me wrong. But you didn't even get into talks about this guy? Like, oh, shit, you know what? Godfather, we need a point guard. Why don't we talk to Sacramento? That thought never occurred to you? I, I have. I'm telling you guys, I'm, I'm almost to the 5% mark with the front office. We gave them their three years. We brought them in because they knew this, they knew that, CA, all of these scouts, and World Wide West, he's the next Don King, and you have not accomplished that. You, you, we, again, guys, and I'm going to shut up because this is what pisses me off. <laughs> you had one goal. We didn't ask you to reinvent the franchise. You had one goal, to get us a point guard. And you got us everything else but a point guard. You didn't get him in the draft. Point you America. didn't get him in free agency. You didn't get him free of a trade. One mission, guys. They had one mission and one mission only, and they failed. And now we're on year three. They already, they already, they already surpassed their third trade, trade deadline, and failed at that. You ain't winning in the draft. I don't give a shit what people think. Like Nick Abaga asked that all of these crazies on social media suck it up. You're getting the eleventh pick, so you ain't winning at that this year unless you do something miraculous. So you've been a three-year failure. And now we got everybody pointing at Tom Thibodeau, Julius Randle, and meanwhile, Leon Rose and them are sitting back in the cut saying, yeah, y'all go ahead. Go ahead. We'll just lay in the cut. And the sad thing is, guys, and I'm really going to shut up, they never address the fans. They walked away, corner, and just said, you know what, Steve? Steve will forget. He'll forget all about the shit we didn't do. So, you know, there we go again with the, the range Nick fans. Instead of, you know, holding somebody's feet to the fire. Let's say for, for shits and giggles, guys, this didn't work out. We fired Thibodeau. Okay, that's par for the course. That'll be six coaches in nine years. That's par for the Knicks course. We'll, we'll do the wheels on the bus with that. And they'll be Leon Rose and we're all wide west sitting there collecting a the check. And they haven't given us shit. I'm and sorry. you also just scared the shit out of me, by the way, uh, uh, <laughs> because you know what? And this is going to be a scary thing to say. And, you know, um, um, Nickelbacker Ave, you alluded to the fans. Hey, look, I left them cats two years ago, and you remember that on social media when I was talking about the Knicks. And yep. I don't listen to them cats. I'm like Steve, okay? But I will say this, and, and Dominic just brought it up, and it's kind of fucking with me right now. I truly think that our front office is going to fuck around and move up and get the sharp kid, okay? He was a Kentucky signee. He was a number one cat two years ago, remember, coming out of high school. Right. But he hasn't really freaking played. He started out late in high school. Then he had all that time off at, 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 uh, for COVID, okay? Then he had some kind of entrance problem. That was another thing. Then he couldn't play for um, for the G League for or whatever it is, whatever that the um, um, D League I think it is, the league where you're supposed to just show your gift. He couldn't do that shit either. So now here he is right now in these pre, in these pre draft camp kicking. He's killing it over there right now. But 
there's a lot of mystery about this kid, man. I don't know, man. He every of course he has you know athletic gifts and all this shot making potential, I guess you would call it. But dude, he's he's enough to me. I don't want this to be another Stromile Smith type of situation <laughs> where think the guy is going to be something based on you know your 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 robotic you know uh, make believe put together analytics situation. And but when he gets on the court, he fucking folds like a cheap suit. I I just don't believe in this. And the kid is only 19, so you're already fucking his head up with this. I don't know, man. I, I hope they don't do it. But I, you know what? And I hadn't thought about it. Dominic, as soon as you brought it up, I said, oh, shit. Them fuckers will fuck around and, and, and totally flip this draft. <sighs> I don't know. The I, only bad thing about that, Godfather. Is we put, let me say something. It, to Godfather's point, the only thing about that, Godfather, we put ourselves in such desperation mode that what yeah. are we going to give up? That's yeah. the sad yeah. part. Well, that, that, they could play like that, too, when we go to add, because you can actually, you know, I wouldn't recommend it, but if you draft one of these two slash threes, these wing guys, these six five six six guys, whoever it may be, Sharp, or, you know, he was that five-star recruit coming out of Canada. And I think he played his AAU in or whatever it was in, you know, out west. You're, you, I mean, you have some stock you can sell with Grimes, you know? I mean, all these guys are tradable. Nickelback, anything else you'd like to add before we go around for final thoughts, man, on this? Because um, I think there's a lot of question marks, man. And it's going to remain that way until that 11th and, and 40-something pick is announced tomorrow. And even when that dust settles and free agency begins next week, um, you're going to still have a lot of question marks because – the Knicks front office is, you know, they're on the clock. You know, they're not picking first, but, but, but you know, but they're on the clock. And, and, and really, you know, it's exactly what Dom said. What have you done for me in these three years? What have you done for this franchise? One playoff series appearance does not constitute as a success. And I get it. You know, we're dealing with guys who, you, you, you know, who, who have never done this position before, a la Phil Jackson, a la, you know, anybody else that we probably had in the front office at some point. Um, you know, there's, you know, they're out there collecting a check, and who knows? They're probably setting up Scott Perry for him to get fired first before Leon or or or, or West do. So, you know, the question marks are going to stay. And, you know, unfortunately, Nick fans, we can't provide you with any, you know, any more clarity than it's already out there. Um, I don't know if, you know, the Knicks will, you know, will actually, you know, trade to get up in the, in the draft. And who are you going after? Really? Unless you're going for Jabari Smith, I don't see what the freaking point. And I just don't see that guy being, being going, going anywhere else than other than number one. And where he's, you know, where he's plotted to go, I just don't see it. And in terms of free agency, you know, there's a lot more question marks because who's going to opt in and who's going to opt out? It's been reported now. Bradley Beal opted out of his, of his contract, so who knows where he's going to end up? And do the Knicks go after him? Because they definitely need the scoring. They definitely need a, 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 an upgrade at the two, at the two or three spot. They definitely need somebody who can, you know, who can, who can carry the load with Julius Randle if you're deciding to keep him. But if you're not, 
What are you going to do instead? See, I'm not about, I'm, I'm not about making a move for the sake of making a move. I'm, I'm in the sense of making a move to improve. And if that means we have to get rid of Julius Randle, then so be it. I'm not married, I'm not married or attached to him. I'm, I'm attached to the team. I've been about the, about the team first ever since, you know, 1989. So at this point, Leon Rose, William Wesley, Scott Perry, you're on the clock. And yeah. you have to do something. You absolutely have to do something. And you cannot just stand pat at 11 thinking that, you know, that that's going to be a step in the right direction. You have to do something. You have to make some kind of a move to not only tell the players on your roster that you're in it to win it, but to let the league know that you're in it to win it and not just being the same stumble ball mix. All right, let's uh, get final thoughts from everybody. Dom, if you give us some final thoughts, and then we go to Chris and F. Oh, by the way, Dom, about a couple of weeks ago, your boy Chris, we we loved your Jets, by the way, what they did in the NFL draft. I mean, everyone oh. saw some positive light. Yeah, Chris loved your Jets. I draft. really think they're doing some good. They are really doing that some good. That was impressive. I will say that. I will say this real quick. It's a it's a yeah. it's a toss up who had a better draft the Eagles or the Jets I'll leave it at that but I will no, say no, don't, don't, curse don't curse on here I'm just saying guys I'm no, just no, no. saying y'all y'all are the Dom the inside joke Chris hates the Eagles so that was so do I so do I let me get my let me get my final thoughts out the way because Nick Abaca brought up a great point about the Rangers. All hell the Rangers. But the greatest thing about the Rangers going as far as they went in the playoffs is I finally got a chance to meet Steve. That was like the highlight oh, yeah, so yeah. far for my sports year. That was that was great. I finally, after all these years, got to meet Steve. So anything else after that? Because guess what? After that came the NBA playoffs, and that shit was a wash. So all hell, Steve. You know, we sat down. We had some grub. We sat outside, shot the shit. It was a, it was a feel good moment, man. That's like one check off my bucket list to actually meet somebody that I'd never met but talked to for about six seven years. So all hail the Rangers because they gave me some light this boring ass season. But I will say this, guys, <laughs> right. this is the scary part. This is the scary part. Not only is the draft weak, free agency is weak this year in the NBA. So yep. if the Knicks don't do something via a trade. They're shit out of luck. But as always, Steve, I thank you, man. I love you. Keep up the great work, man. Leonardo DP, man, it was an honor, man. We had a good time. Uh, that, uh, Very slides? good. Yeah, yeah. That, that brisket was tasty, man. Real good stuff. The chair wine, too, was fire, too. The diet chair wine. Shout out to Dom, man. Uh, Chris, you want to say something real quick before we go to Al? Yeah. Uh, um, um, condolences to Caleb Swanigan's family. Uh, oh, you know, man. he was a uh, top – he was a lottery pick just five years ago. Uh, first team All American from Purdue, good kid. He played for uh, the Blazers. He played for Sacramento. He was only 25. He passed yesterday. Um, D- Dominic, what I also loved about the Rangers series against Tampa Bay was the fact that look at the people that were in the stands. I thought that was really cool for the Garden. Really cool. Everybody from Jay Z to <laughs> Dustin Hoffman back to uh, 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 Buster Rhymes. I just loved it. I absolutely loved that. That was cool too. Um, last thing, um, I just want to tell everybody, all the listeners, that this is the Nickelback App Fan Forum, the um, preview for the 2022 NBA Draft. 
with uh, at Bernardo GP, the, the fantastic um, Nickelback Ave, and and of course me myself and the, and the man himself, Steve Azul. Check us out on all the um, all, all the uh, damn I can't even talk now. Bleed Blue Show, Bleed Blue Show, Bleed Blue Show. All social media. Download us on iTunes, Podcast Republic, TuneIn, Stitcher app, everything. And now Nickelbacca Ave, you're on the board. Well, how do I follow that? By the way, Chris, since Steve and since Steve and Dodd met up, you know, you and I have to go down to Philly again, and then we're going to you know, hook up for that then. You know, we can't let them, we can't let them have all the fun, you know? Oh, oh, oh yeah, I'll fuck with Philly, absolutely. We, we need to, we, you know, we can, we can go down to Philly and, you know, catch the sisters or something, I don't know. Uh, can I ask you something? That, that, something we should have brought up on this draft episode, and I'll give you your final thoughts. Why did the NBA don't sure. do the tour thing like two of the other sports? Uh, NFL goes city to city with their draft. Uh, 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 hockey, hockey does it. How come the NBA is stuck in New York for some reason with the draft? How come they're not traveling city to city for the, for the draft? I don't. The, 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 the very reason is, is because a lot of the vendors like Nike and and all the other sponsors they're all based out of New York and you know they hold the the the, the big media event for the draft um here in New York and therefore you know that's why they're holding it in Brooklyn and not in the garden but um you know Barclays is the newer arena it's you know it, it, it's getting a lot more traction in the garden soon that'll change but and for the time being, they want to keep it in New York. Um, you know that's where the NBA is headquartered at, and that's where the, you know, every, you know they feel the center of basketball is. The, the news coverage is, is incredible here, so that's why. I do think that they should go to LA, or Chicago, and do like the NFL draft, have it in like a nice outdoor form. I think those that would be incredible. Um, but until then, uh, uh, until they start doing that, you know, just get used to them being in Brooklyn. Um, Ev, if you're, they if you're need, on, they need uh, to go to Memphis, Steve. Have the draft in Memphis. Have it anywhere. Bro. I agree. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't buy this. They got to be in New York. Like, like NFL's no. in New York. They, they're all over the place. The hockey is all <laughs> over the place. You get, you get fans. Well, and, well, you want interaction. Only, but, well, but you have to remember, the, the, the NFL is already the most popular league in the, in the country. No, 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 despite America's pastime and, and, the, and the ratings that the NBA gets, the reality is, though, is that the NBA figures that New York City is the global epicenter of the world. It's not exactly 100% true, but it's not 100% inaccurate either. So I completely understand why they continue to stay in New York, but I really would love <laughs> – to see them in Texas one, you know, in Dallas one year, in Miami the next, you know, just like the All-Star game, the draft should also be moving around. Yeah, um, shout out to Av. Av, if you're talking shit to Nick fans, I'll be on Twitter to rock with you. Same thing with you, Gennaro DP. Well, guys, talking shit to Nick fans tomorrow now, I'll, 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 I'll jump on on that. Because I don't buy it. I don't really buy that, man, because college basketball does a better job, obviously, with the tournament. Going city to city, uh, region to region, getting fans involved. I don't know, man. It's kind of outdated with the NBA the way I look at it. But we'll um, we'll address it uh, maybe next week, Chris. Uh, come back here next. Well, we got yeah, we can come back next Wednesday because the following week after that, we're gonna have a full week off. We got our quarterly bye week, man. So or, or try uh, uh, some uh, semester week. 
So shout out to Avin, Chris, and Dom, man. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Enjoy the, the draft. You can find uh, Donato DP on Twitter and Nickelbacca Avin on Twitter. Uh, Bleed Blue Show handles on Twitter. And Chris, uh, get you on Twitter too. Talk shit with Nick fans, right? For just for one night, right? Got it. <laughs> They're getting right. more preposterous by the day, Chris. They are more preposterous. Nick Twitter has gotten it's gotten on it's on drugs. I it's on heroin. I Some of them are scripting, bro. Nah, that mean that's a lot of energy if, wasted. If possible, man. let's let's compare notes tomorrow night, man. If possible. Yeah. All right. We'll do. I'll be here. All right, Keith. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Blee blue, blee blue, blee blue, blee blue, blee blue, blee blue, blee blue.